I'm Kate Wheeler, and I am in studio with the lovely and talented Christine Bentley, and you are listening to What She Said on 105.9 The Region. Thanks for tuning in on this long weekend. We are kicking off the show today talking to Yvonne Ziemecki. She's the Executive Vice President of Marketing and Sales at Home Equity Bank, and she's going to be telling us about some tools and resources to assist older adults who may be feeling pressured to leave or maybe sell their beloved home. She's also going to have strategies for families members working to assist their parents to help them live a more safe and comfortable life in the home that they love. There are solutions. <laughs> well, the future is here and it's all about women. We'll also have a chat with Anne Pornell, a main stage cast member of Second City Toronto's new edgy all-female sketch review called She the People, which runs from August 9th to November 25th. As well, musicologist Eric Alper will be talking about the five best songs written about other musicians... And that's in On the Record. Hmm. Our producer, Alex Simpson, went down to the Opera House last weekend and talked to Shangela from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 2 and 3, as well as All Stars 3, about her upcoming role in A Star is Born with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And so much more. Hallelujah is her tagline. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Relationship expert Tara Antler is going to help us answer that age-old question. How do I know if I've met the one. The one. Is there just one? I'm not sure if it's the one or the two, one of two or the one of a hundred. But anyway, we're going to talk about if you know if you've met the one. And performing in our live studio sessions today, we have Toronto pop artist Dia singing her new single called Desire. Last weekend, we talked to our lifestyle expert, Lena Almeida, about Chocolat Favori, and we gave away a $100 gift basket. It, it, it really hurt giving that one away. Um, now, it's it's a company that has enjoyed a cult following for decades in Quebec. I think they were founded in 1979. Um, you used to have to order online, get everything sent from Quebec, and Lena says it was worth it. That's what she did. But they're now in Ontario. So we have a coupon to get two for one on their chocolate dipped ice cream um, that lasts until August 19th so you can find that on whatshesaidtalk.com and one of the places you could be tasting that chocolate mm -hmm. is at a movie mm -hmm. And we are giving away free double passes to advanced screenings of dog days in Toronto, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Ottawa, Victoria, Halifax, Calgary, and Edmonton, thanks to Elevation Pictures. Now, Dog Days is a hilarious and heartfelt ensemble comedy that follows the lives of multiple dog owners and their beloved fluffy pals all around sunny Los Angeles. So make sure you go to whatshesaidtalk.com and click on Contests to enter. Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. This is 1059 The Region. What she Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Did you know that 93% of Canadians aged 65 plus feel it is important to stay in their current home throughout their retirement? Yet as the population ages, many homeowners are feeling pressured to sell the home they love to help finance that retirement. So joining us now is Yvonne Ziemecki, the Executive Vice President of Marketing and Sales and Chief Marketing Officer at Home Equity Bank, who is here to talk about tools and resources to assist older adults who may be feeling pressured to leave or sell their beloved home. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you very much. Now, in 2016, you were recognized by Canadian Mortgage Magazine as part of the prestigious Women of Influence program, and you're responsible for developing sales, marketing strategy, and the vision for Home Equity Bank. So let's start there. Tell us a little bit about Home Equity Bank for people who may not know. 
Of course. Uh, thank you very much. So Home Equity Bank is a company behind a very well-known but often misunderstood chip reverse mortgage product. And uh, we've been in business for 32 years mm -hmm. and providing uh, reverse mortgages to Canadians 55 and older. So Yvonne, why do you say that it's misunderstood? There are, unfortunately, even after being in business for 32 years, mm -hmm. there are a lot of myths or myth misconceptions that people have about our product. So I, part of my job is ed to educate people about the product and also uh, bust some of the myths. So what are some of the myths? Well, so the biggest one is always that we actually take over the house that we own your house, which is not true. We simply, we lend you the money and we register a mortgage on your house. So that's myth number one. The second one is that the fees on reverse mortgages are extremely high. The fee for our product is $1,795 and it covers all the legal fees. It covers title searches, all the work that needs to be done to set up a mortgage, which I don't think um, is is that high. Uh, you want to make sure when you're taking out a mortgage that all the paperwork is well taken care of. Mm -hmm. Another myth very common is that um, it's a loan of last resort. Um, it's not true. We have clients taking out reverse mortgages these days to help out their adult children, mm -hmm. uh, to buy a second home, to go on a trip, um, to make renovations to their house, to buy a new car. There is a wide range of options and, and wide range of uses for the for the product. And the last one I want to mention is people think you can't get a reverse mortgage if you already have a mortgage on your property. It's not true. Simply with our product, you just pay out the existing mortgage and then you end up uh, with with our product where you don't have to make any payments. So my my question is this now, if I owned my home and I were a senior and I needed money yes. um, to live a better life or to invest in my children or whatever, yep. why? what are the pros and cons of getting a reverse mortgage with you as opposed to getting just a normal mortgage, remortgaging my house? Of course. So a couple of things. With a regular mortgage um, or a line of credit, because mm -hmm. I'll put them in the same yeah. category. With a regular mortgage or a line of credit, you have to uh, meet different qualification criteria. Ah. Because on that product, you're making payments. You're making monthly payments. So right. the bank will look and see, do you have enough income mm -hmm. to service your debt? Right. And that is often a challenge for people in retirement. They don't have exactly. that income. So that's number one. You may have have income, or you may not if you don't have pensions, etc. The other thing with a regular mortgage or a line of credit is that loan may be called. So if you have a partner, if you have a husband, a wife, a spouse, if you if one of you passes away, the other person may have to requalify. Mm. So imagine the situation in which your partner passes away. The sky is falling. It's very traumatic. And then you get a call from the bank and the bank says, we're going to have to requalify you for the mortgage. Oh, oops, sorry, you actually don't qualify anymore. Um, we're going to need our money back. What are you going to do? You, you know, you are an emotional distress. You don't want to make any rash decisions, but you may not have a, a choice. Very good point. So so those would be kind of the two watchouts that I, I think sometimes people don't don't realize it's hard mm -hmm. to borrow money when you're 75. Like it, it mm -hmm. really is. With our product, it's a very basic uh, qualification because we're equity lenders. So we will lend you whatever equity portion of equity that you have in your home. Uh, you don't make any payments. So that is the biggest benefit to our product. Mm -hmm. We will lend you the principal. We uh, calculate interest only when you move out of the house you sell it you owe us back the principal plus interest we have clients from 1992 so we lent the money in 1992 they have not made a single payment it's 2018 and they're still living in the home so that is a that is a huge difference when it comes to to making payments okay so uh, to break it down so a reverse mortgage is a tax-free yes. lifetime loan yes um, for up to 55% of the, is that as Up to 55% of the value. Up to 55% of the home's value. And Home Equity is the only national provider of the CHIP reverse yes. mortgage solution. Is that yes. different from what you've been... No. Chip so so chip, re, chip reverse mortgage. Can it, it used to be called Canadian Home Income Plan. Right. That's how people know it. Then we shorten it to CHIP. Okay. And then now we call it CHIP reverse mortgage. We are the only national provider of the product. Yes. So... Wow. How many clients yeah. do you have? Uh, well, we've serviced tens of thousands of clients over the years. 
very, it, we, our business has been growing because as people age, mm-hmm. uh, they live longer. They don't have pensions, sufficient pensions. They don't have sufficient savings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not for everybody, but for a lot of people, it's a really good option. It's a really good solution. But Yvonne, the other thing that Kate and I were speaking about earlier is that with our aging population, with the whole boomer, um, you know, coming into their own, there's no place for them to go if they sell their house. There are no room. There's no room in retirement homes. There aren't enough of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I so think you should be our spokesperson. That's, ex- <laughs> that's exactly what we try. You know, you know there's no place. No. They aren't building enough of them. And, and of course, it's a boomer generation. So And people are having less children. So do you want to build like a million units and then have them sit empty 40 years from now? So the thing is, this is a great way that people get to stay in their home. And mm-hmm. and because there isn't really a Absolutely. whole lot of choice out there, and it's expensive. Well, people don't understand that downsizing, because downsizing is one of the other alternatives, right? Mm-hmm. But when you downsize your home, it is actually a very costly endeavor because you have to pay your realtor fees, you're downsizing, you're buying new furniture, you're purging, you're decorating, you're setting it all up. So you don't end up with exactly the same cash as your house is worth in your bank account the day after you sold the house. And then where are you going to go? And you know what? I've talked about this before on the show, but it's just started up again. For a year, it stopped when all the mortgage rules like kicked in. But pretty much for that, when, when house prices were at their most, twice a week, we were getting a knock on our door, people with signed offers. Huh. Now, um, you know, I jokingly, my daughter said, what do I tell them? I said, if you get four million, take it. <laughs> but then her first thing was, but where would we go? But my thought was, I live in a community that's full of older people. Like they must be like feeling pressured when people come, you know, to the to the door and they wouldn't joke. It's like, you know, like, yeah, offer me four million and the house is yours and I'll I'll go somewhere. But does this happen to people, the older people? Are they under pressure to sell their homes from, you know, property peepers? It happens all the time. So we we just launched our new uh, advertising campaign last week and we have three interesting commercials on air but the insights to actually produce these commercials came from research and talking to older Canadians Mm -hmm. and what they told us is that they are repeatedly pressured by their children and family mom dad you should think about downsizing sometimes it's you know out of care sometimes it's because they would like to get some of the money some of the equity in the house Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes it's by realtors I mean you know Mm -hmm. everybody has experienced this knocking on the door I have buy interested buyers and uh, and sometimes it's just people in the neighborhood, you know, walking around and lusting over the houses and imagining their family living there. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of pressure. And I think sometimes people don't have the tools. They don't know who to turn to, who to talk to, because it can feel really overwhelming. So where can they go to, to learn more about uh, about finding the tools and the resources? So How can I, they connect with you? So I think number one thing is communication. People, sh- you know, they should feel comfortable talking to their children or mm-hmm. their friends or church or wherever they're, they're connected about the option so they don't feel huge pressure. If they want to understand how much their house is worth, mm-hmm. how much they could qualify for, and if they want to understand if it's the right product for them, they can check us out. They can go online, www.chip.ca, um, or they can give us a call, one 822 we will help them figure out how much they could qualify for, how much their house is worth. And then, you know, it's up to individual and their influencers to decide what they want to do. And there's no charge for that appraisal. The appraisal they have to pay for themselves, but they can use it for different purposes. Okay. All right. So it's chip.ca. Chip.ca. That's pretty easy. Yvonne Ziemecki, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand.
Meridian's three-year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Fashion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit KearnsandCo.com. This is 105.9 The Region. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Our next guest graduated from the University of Toronto with a Bachelor of Science degree, which she has zero intention of using, Christine. Absolutely none. (laughs) Because she is also a main stage cast member of the Second City Toronto's new edgy all-female sketch review called She the People. And now that runs August the 9th to November 25th. And Pornell, welcome back to what she said. So happy to be back. Hi. So, uh, you know, the future is here and it's female. We're seeing that on T-shirts everywhere. So she, the people, gleefully roasts the patriarchy, taking on everything from having it all to having that sick feeling your government is trying to send you back to the Middle Ages. Mm -hmm. Why do we feel that way? Tell us more. (laughs) We feel that way because uh, I guess the world is just very threatened Mm -hmm. for female power. And for whatever reason that is, I think uh, structures that exist now kind of benefit off of women taking second fiddle to everyone, whether it be a man or whether it be, you know, government or mm-hmm. whatever system is in place. And uh, this show kind of talk, talk talks about how, uh, from a female perspective, what it's like to be living in this day and age. You know, we think we're in the modern ages and we'd like to think we're so progressive. But the fact is, we're kind of regressing a bit. And the show likes to talk, excuse me, likes to talk about the fact that Frankly, we're kind of going backwards. Mm. And so this show deals with a lot of the political stuff, like the Me Too movement, Mm -hmm. uh, women's bodies no longer being their own, Mm -hmm. uh, and the legislation sort of around that, and even the sexual education curriculum uh, being rolled back. We talk about things like that, but also the female experience and regular things like family and relationships. But from a female perspective, which is, I think, quite necessary. And it's a show that's not necessarily meant for women only. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Are men going to enjoy, are they going to be able to relate of to this? Of course. They must relate. And uh, we would love everyone to see this show because it shows that, hey, we're no different from anybody else. We're ju- we're asking the same thing, which is to be treated as equals. And I think it's a show that is full of joy as well as statements that are quite political. Mm-hmm. You mentioned about going backwards in mm-hmm. some areas. Give us an example. Well. Of sketches that would show that in. Very much. Uh, there's one that deals with uh, the very touchy subject of a woman's right to choose what to do with, uh, you know, pregnancy and just Mm -hmm. a woman's right to choose for herself what she wants to do with it. We have a sketch dealing specifically with that. And I think right now, sort of my generation likes to think that we have absolute control. But the fact is... You do now, but... We we might not if if things continue to go the way they are going, which is a bit of a regressive take, um, and that our bodies are more for other people than they are for ourselves and that's stuff too like the me too movement and what men and other people are allowed to have of our own bodies so we have sketches dealing with the me too movement as well Mm -hmm. i was going to say in terms of going back we now have a whole other phenomenon uh, from years ago which is social media shaming absolutely and women seem to be you know 
very much, uh, very often, the target. Yes, we are mm-hmm. constantly attacked, and now we have a brand new platform in which we can be attacked from. Mm-hmm. It's no longer just your, you know, construction worker street harassment or just regular street harassment. Now it's you can be in your own house and be called the worst names, and for what, and mm-hmm. by whom, and why. So. I think that's what scares me so much about the smartphone. I I, I can't remember. The actress's name, but she was the one that got in huge trouble for taking a photo of a woman changing in the gym, in the locker room, yes. who was naked and posting that. And you couldn't identify the person, except I'm sure the person would have known. Mm-hmm. Um, but if she was taken down. I think she was charged, right? That 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 woman with um, with whatever the, the charge was. But it's also that this whole. Um, the shaming and being able to take photographs of people in public, I think it's good when you know something happens on transit and people are filming it and then the police have um, you know have a, a record of it. But I'm still trying to figure out this whole selfie society. It's tough because it it's works both ways. You have these instances where people are rightfully being shown to be very terrible people mm-hmm. and then they get to face consequences. But that being said, we never know the full context of any given scenario. We only know that sort of 30 second to one minute mm-hmm. clip. And in all the cases where you have a, a racist going mm-hmm. off on a on an unsuspecting person, they should feel the wrath and justice. However, mm-hmm. to what end? It's it, it can spiral so quickly. Yeah, and I think it's it it brings out the worst in human Absolutely. nature because people behind a moniker are saying things they would never ever say mm-hmm. to somebody's face. Yeah. Um and and where did anybody think they have the right to comment and judge every single person out there mm-hmm. at will. Yep, I was actually reading an article that was talking about that specifically on my way here and what the writer found out in her research of engaging trolls and mm-hmm. um very violently um seeming trolls on the internet she was saying that from her experience she found there was no reason that they were doing this they were just doing it to cause pain and it wasn't necessarily because they themselves were hurting and they wanted other people to do that which a lot of the time is kind of the root of it but this woman in her article was saying that a lot of it was just being rude and mean and hateful because Mm -hmm. they could and they had a platform and as soon as they were called on that, they would block the person calling them out on it. Now, I, I want the, the 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 show. She, the people. Mm-hmm. Um, is it right that it was created, designed, performed, and directed all by the fearlessly funny women? Absolutely. Uh, so it's an all women. So all females. And everything from start. Everything. To finish. Our director Carly Heffernan originally uh, directed and wrote the original iteration Mm -hmm. of this, which started in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And that was an all-female cast, all-female writing room. And um, in our Toronto production, we have a full female cast. We have the amazing Carly Heffernan again directing us. And our stage manager is a female and our musical director is a female. So it's, it's eight women, nine women, being so supportive and so so wanting everyone else to succeed. It's an incredible atmosphere to work in. Well, for you, because we've just discussed some of the issues, Mm -hmm. it must have been a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It is constantly. We're still in rehearsals as we open August 9th, and it is so joyful because you have amazing alumni coming back to do the show. And so there isn't a level of competition because we've all been here. We've all done it. Now we are, we feel think we feel grateful for having the opportunity to get to be on the stage again. And with material that is specifically catered to us and specifically catered to have a very empowering message. It's a joy to be a part of this team. So what is the, what is the message that you hope people, people take away from the show? For me, it's, Love yourself, love everyone else, and Mm -hmm. let everyone be who they want to be. We need to go back to the golden rule, right? Do unto others. Exactly. Just, it's, people, that's one of the problems with internet um, anonymity is that no one knows who you are, so you're able to hide behind these things. And that gets us in trouble because we can't be held accountable. Mm -hmm. But um, when you see women being powerful, being talented, being engaged, and 
just full of joy, I think that really has an effect on an audience. And it shows that, hey, women can have it all and we can have fun, but we're also flawed too. Mm -hmm. And we're allowed to be that. But maybe you're not flawed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe, I mean, all human beings are flawed. There are no perfect people, but maybe we're all allowed to be different. Exactly. And as I've always said to my children growing up, the world would be so boring yeah. if everybody was like you. Absolutely. <laughs> what, what kind of a conversation would you have? I hope you didn't take it that personally when you said it that way. <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm just saying if, if we were just all yeah, robots, all exactly the same, how boring would it be? Yeah. We all need to be a little different. It makes life interesting. It does. It makes it great to meet somebody new and have a conversation. So Absolutely. We should celebrate our differences. In- Okay, so to recap, She the People runs August 9th to November 25th. And where can people go to learn more and get tickets, etc.? They can go to secondcity.com. Secondcity.com. And if you have any desire to... You know, brave the stage and do it yourself. The Second City's Training Center offers comedy classes for all ages and all levels of interest, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Excellent. Well, it's great seeing you again. Thank you very much uh, for coming in and, uh, you know, break a leg in the show. Thank you. We hope to see you ladies there. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's Good to Grow High Interest Savings Account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. (sighs) Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com tc or call 416-340-7270. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Joining us now for On the Record is musicologist Eric Alper. And today we are talking about the five best songs written about other musicians. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Now that was Stevie Wonder's iconic Sir Duke. Sir Duke. Yeah. And I like this topic a lot because sometimes if you want to know how important or how great another musician is, all you have to really do is just ask a musician. For years, I thought somebody like Ringo Starr wasn't the best drummer in the world, uh, John Lennon said he wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> but then when you talk to other drummers like Phil Collins or Dave Grohl, they love Ringo Starr and they love the way that he swings and the way that he he keeps it simple. And so that's where the idea kind of came out of in like trying to figure out, OK, well, who else loves other musicians? And of course, with Stevie Wonder, he's always been very aware of the people and the musicians that came before him. And in mm-hmm. this case, it was Duke Ellington, who he calls, of course, Sir Duke from his uh, nickname. But he also mentions in the song Basie, Miller, Stashmo, and also all the things with Sir Duke as well. So he is a guy who understands that he is in a long line of African. American musicians who have paved the way for somebody like a genius like Stevie Wonder. Elvis 
LCD sound system. Yeah, so with LCD sound system, it's not I'm or uh, I'm having Daft Punk play at my house. It's Daft Punk is playing at my house. So there's a little bit of a difference between having the band play at your house and mm-hmm. the actual music is playing at your house. So Daft Punk is playing at my house is uh, by uh, LCD Sound System, which is really James Murphy. And what James Murphy wanted to do was literally explain to people that the influence of Daft Punk should not be forgotten in today's alternative rock and also EDM world where he's actually playing the 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 music at house parties and because there's a little bit of five or six years of separation between Daft Punk and LCD Sound System, he's just trying to make sure that people don't forget about the purveyors of EDM music. Okay. Hey, what he got for me, but I know that you know All the things that I'm saying in a many times more Bob Dylan's Song to Woody, gotta be Woody Guthrie. Yeah, absolutely. So Songs to Woody is a tribute, of course, to Woody Guthrie. And he played the song um, to Woody when Bob Dylan left Minnesota and traveled to New York by bus, visiting Woody in the hospital in 1961 to play him the actual song just to show how much Woody Guthrie actually meant to him. The track also mentions other influences for Bob Dylan, including um, Sonny Terry and Lead Belly, but really it's truly Woody Guthrie, the man that influenced Bob Dylan the most. Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, Sweet Home Alabama was written by Leonard Skinner as an answer to two songs by Neil Young, Southern Man and Alabama. Both songs dealt with themes of racism and slavery in the American South. But Neil Young thought that Leonard Skinner had a lot to do with the increase of Confederate flags that were being shown at Neil Young's show. So... Leonard Skinner decided to write Sweet Home Alabama containing the songs Well, I heard Mr. Young sing about her. I hope Neil Young will remember a Southern man don't need him around anyhow. So it was kind of like a rock beef about 40 years before the <laughs> rap stars decided to go at it one another. Did, did Neil Young ever respond? He did, actually. In his book, Waging Heavy Peace, his autobiography in 2012, he says that his own Alabama song richly deserved the shot that Leonard Skinner gave him with their great record. So he kind of eased up a little bit on his anger and his frustration with racism and his blaming Leonard Skinner, which even today, you can't really say that a band has a lot to do with their audience. Billy Joel. Yeah, so We Didn't Start the Fire is a really good example of musicians paying tribute to not only other musicians, but other things as well. Um, there's a hundred headline events between 1949, which is the year that Billy Joel was born, and 1989 when the song was released. The song was nominated for a Grammy Award and hit number one in the U.S. And Billy Joel got the idea for the song because he's a history nut. In fact, before he became a performer, he actually wanted to become a history teacher. So he went through all of the decades of his life explaining to the audience and the listener what had happened. So he talks about Johnny Ray and big Broadway shows and South Pacific and Walter Cronkite and Joe DiMaggio. And then he went to the 50s and the 60s and the 70s right up until the 80s. He also said that it was the worst melody he has ever written in a song, (laughs) but he kind of likes the lyric as well. Well, thanks so much, Eric, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at WhatSheSaidTalk.com. Welcome back. Our producer, Alex Simpson, went down to the Opera House in Toronto last weekend to talk to Shangela from RuPaul's Drag Race Seasons 2 and 3 and All-Stars 3 about her upcoming role in A Star is Born with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And they talked about it a little bit more. Take a listen. Hallelujah! Guess who back in the house? House black, black, and a bound. Fine, fresh, feminine style. To 11, I'm divine, so heavenly gentlemen, sweat, let's dance across the board, no doubt. Body like, wow! 
Well, hallelujah, ladies. My name is Alex Simpson, and I'm here at the Opera House in Toronto. And my next guest is Shook, Shangela Laquifa Wadley from Say what? RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> Seasons 2, 3, and All Stars 3. How are you, Queen? Honey, living the life. I'm so happy to be back here in yes. Toronto again. It's yes. one of my favorite cities in the world. And uh, tonight, this is going to be the first time I get to bring my new one man dress, this one whole comedy show to Toronto, so we're going to turn up tonight. Nice. Now, okay, first things first, I have to ask you. You play Lady Gaga's drag mother in A Star is Born. Did yes. I get that right? Yes. It's going to be amazing. The movie comes out in October. Yeah. And to be able to work with Gaga was like a dream come true. So, yeah, honey, I'm her young drag mother. I call right? her a drag auntie, the cool kind, okay? <laughs> yeah. That's great. And what was that like? I mean, directed by Bradley Cooper. Everyone's saying it's going to mm. get an Oscar. I surely hope so. <laughs> and uh, can I get my invitation to the Red carpet of the Oscars. Okay, I'll get to design it now. So, um, it's going to be amazing though. The film, you know, is a remake but, yeah. you know, she put her own spin on it and mm -hmm. Bradley, it was his first time directing but there's been so much great buzz and he was so nice on set. You know, first of all, fine, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and second of all, he was so nice. He like comes to me and he's like, Shan, and they, they all call me Shan, you know, my shortened, I'm a professional <laughs> name, you know? And yeah. they're like, Shan, you know, this is your world. I want you, I know you have your script and you have your lines but I want you to just really go there and if you go too far I'll pull you back and honey I went there and he was <laughs> living so I'm very thankful to know that you know the scenes that I had didn't make it on the cutting room floor because yes. sometimes you shoot a film yes. and you go to see it and you're like Oh, well, Where I could have sworn I was there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I've heard from some inside people that uh, the scenes are in, so I'm very, nice. very excited. Congrats. Yeah, thank now, you. All Stars 3, we'll talk yes. about it really quickly. What was it like for you to have to, like, literally sit on that secret for, what, like six months? <laughs> well, I'm a drag queen, honey. We're sitting on a lot of secrets. Trust <laughs> me. I think I walked into <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah. um, but honestly, to know how the ending was going to go and not be able to tell anyone. But, I've, you know, I've been to Drag Race a couple times Just before, couple, yeah. so I'm accustomed to it. I know the rules of the game, and um, it was, you know, when it happened, we're talking about the ending, Yeah. Um, it was very disappointing to me mm -hmm. um, because I really wanted to win, but then what I learned in not winning, and especially in traveling and meeting so many great fans around the world, you know, this year I'm on a 170 city tour. Tonight is city number 112, wow. okay, 112. <laughs> um, so, you know, being able to get that outpour of love from so many people, mm -hmm. honey, you don't need to be, have a crown to yeah, be a queen. Seriously. And I'm definitely living the queendom right now. Yes, and what something that like struck me after the episode you tweeted what you would have done for that final performance and it like included a pinata a lot of yes. a lot of things can you take us through that well I'm a stunt queen yeah, uh, we know yes <laughs> it's a true story as you can see in a lot of the lip syncs that we did it's fun to bring like yes. elements of surprise and just mm. have fun and yeah. there were some great things I wanted to do with the number of course it was wrecking ball so unless oh. you got like a real wrecking ball we were like what do we yeah. do <laughs> you know but I had some fun ideas nice. uh, that I would have loved to have done in the finale but it didn't work out that way right. didn't have Happen. Yeah. So, you know, I'll just continue doing all my stunt shows and surprises mm. in these shows around the world. Yes. And now, personally, out of all the Drag Race girls, I've only seen Bianca Del Rio, Charlie Heights, and Vivacious. Okay. So. Oh, you getting me tonight. Yes. So, Honey. what am I in for? Well, let me just tell you, the bar will continue to be elevated, okay? okay. I, I love to give my audiences a show. Because yeah. I love a show. Yeah. I love drag shows. I love performance shows. I love theater shows. And I'm also a comedian, so I like to bring all all the elements of Shangela right. into one full one-hour show yeah and that is uh, performance yeah that is death drops that is funny stories that is you know just anything that's gonna make you go that was worth my yes. money <laughs> <laughs> now um, I'm curious to know in yes. in 2018 how does it work how, how does a, ba a drag baby obtain a drag mother? Because y Alyssa Edwards is your drag mother. Yes. Well, it's different in different families, in different okay. drag families. For me and Alyssa, for example, I um, started out as her backup dancer in a lot of the pageants. Ah. And then she was like, uh, that's before I even started doing drag. So we were like brothers. We were like friends. Right. And then when I started doing drag, she was like, ooh, all right, I guess you're going to have to be my daughter. <laughs> but let me do her voice. Let me do it. She said, yeah, okay, yeah. 
Okay, girl, Miss Shangela. Yeah. Shangi Angie, you're going to be my daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was her. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Great impression. Yes, thank you. Now, what's next for you? Where are you going next from here? I think Montreal tomorrow night. Yes. And then, and what's next? Well, like I said, uh, I have 68 more cities this year. We've already done 111 tonight. Getting that money. Hallelujah. <laughs> but also being able to connect with so many people around exactly, the world. I've been yeah. able to perform on six out of the seven continents. Antarctica's next. Oh, you know, i got to get out word. there, do my little happy feet number. Yeah. But in addition <laughs> to that, you know, I have a new song called Pay Me currently yes. on iTunes. I have a song with my friend Todrick Hall on yes. his forbidden album called Doll Hair. Yes, and we were just listening to the B.A. Ames mix yes. of Call Me Laquifa on the way here. That's yes. right. In addition to that, you know, we have the new film Hurricane Bianca 2 that is on iTunes and soon to be even more platforms. Yeah. And, uh, of course, A Star is Born in yeah. October. And I'm just continuing to work and enjoy and create. You know, I want to create more opportunities for other people yeah. as well as continue to explore all the roads of yes. Shangela Laquifa. Yes. And lastly, do you have any words of wisdom that you can leave us with tonight? You know, I always tell everybody, come to work be a pro and go out there and do it for yourself. Never give up on yourself and you can make anything happen for yourself. Don't be waiting for nobody, no man, no sugar daddy because you want to know why? I don't have a sugar daddy. I never had a sugar daddy. If I wanted a sugar daddy, yes, I'd probably go and get one because I am what? Sickening. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Shangela. Thank what a you, pleasure. Man. So nice to see you. She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Meridian's three-year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Joining us now is What She Said relationship expert Tara Antler. Welcome back. Thank you so much. And today we're going to talk about how do I know if I've met the one and with so many choices and decisions we make in a day, it's sometimes hard to be clear as to what people actually want. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, there's a misconception of, of the one. So all of us are out there. We're trying to find the one. It puts a lot of pressure on us, right? Because there are many options. There are many choices. And for me, what I've seen over time is that there is the one for what particular path you are choosing. So if right now at this particular point in time, you are on a certain trajectory and you call in somebody, they could match and line up with your life path right now, with the choices you've made right now, and you keep choosing, right? But then if you decide all of a sudden, I'm going to move to Spain, and I'm going to create a whole other life, and there's a whole other experience, that relationship might not serve that purpose anymore. It may, it may not. And then all of a sudden, you call in somebody else. So it's really a matter of what path you're choosing, and then there will be a partner that lines up to that. It's a match. It's an energy match. Well, we know that there have been a number of movies, and I think women and men have conversations about, is there just one? Right. Or are there more ones? Yeah. I believe in what I've seen, and I've worked with over 10,000 clients one-on-one. -on -one. I believe there's there's one for each situation or each mm -hmm. path that you're in. I don't believe that the grand creator of all things would put us a needle in a haystack on this planet with more than seven billion people to say, now go out and find the one. The one. <laughs> the yeah. one. Like that's a lot of pressure. It wouldn't do that. It's always looking for, you know, greatest love, greatest experience, greatest joy, greatest ease, you know? And so for me, I'm always like, 
Tune into what it is that you really want. Get clear on that first. Get clear on knowing yourself. And when you know yourself, you know what you want. You know what you desire. You might be at the ice cream shop. You know, it's like when they say, what flavor would you like? You're like, I don't really know. Well, then they say, would you like to sample it? Yeah, for sure. So you start sampling. You're like, I love this one. Sometimes it's like that when you're dating. You fill the funnel a little bit. You sample the ice cream. You get distilled down and refined around what is it that I actually want. And then once you know in yourself and you lock that in, and you don't give over to, you know, all the other distractions, you will call in that that person that matches. So what how, what process would you recommend? Because I know a lot of people who say they're just not sure. Mm-hmm. If you ask, what, what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. They're not sure. Yep. Do you yep. make the decision with your head or your heart? I do more with my heart. Like the head will be the first thing that comes in. Logically, we think usually, oh, I experienced that. I didn't really like that. And that's a that's a distilling process, right? We call it the contrast. So you use the contrast. And you're like, oh, I didn't really like that. So I want this instead. I didn't really like that. I want this instead. That's good. That's a great first start. And it, but it involves the head. Eventually, you do want to drop down into the heart because the head, we use the head for everything. We analyze everything. You think about the amount of brain processing that you do in a day. It's it's amazing. When it comes to matters of the heart, let the heart guide the way and choose the way a little bit more than your head because your head will think in this analytical way. What makes sense? You know, what aligns? What, you know, that sort of thing. But the heart, when the heart feels something, it feels something and it knows something and it's communicating to us. It kind of tunes into our intuition a little bit too. When they talk about that gut feeling, you get that pull. Or that chemistry. Totally. Now, I know couples who say that they had a list, they, this is what they wanted, and then they met one another. The chemistry was so strong, mm-hmm. they went through qualities about one another that drive them crazy that they never <laughs> wanted. They get along fabulously, yeah. they have great relationships, yes. and they've lasted. Yeah, so exactly. really, at the end of the day, it is a little bit of a, I mean throwing up the dice isn't it it is a little bit and but i would say like if it's kind of for me it was really about getting refined in what it was that i want because i had a lot of experiences that i didn't really like so i used the contrast and i was like okay here's the list when i met my husband the first thing that happened was the initial bam we were at agape which is michael beckwith he's from the secret he has this beautiful spiritual ministry and gabriel stepped down off the stage he was in the choir and there was this heart pull that i could not deny i felt energy pushing me toward him and i'm like this does not make any sense to me whatsoever. Like from a logical perspective, he was from Trinidad living in the U.S. I'm from Canada temporarily living in the U.S. None of it logically made sense. When we started dating and we started looking at the list. Did you run up to him? I did, actually. I went up to him and I said, I don't know why, but I feel like I need to introduce myself to you. My name is Tara. I said, you have a beautiful smile. You radiate a lot of light. And he was just glowing, you know, and he reflected it back to me. And then he thought that I was with some other dude. So he was like, okay, well, it was really nice to meet you. And I was like, what the? Like, what's going on here? And it was three days later, we were at the same recording party. And we met again. And the rest was history. We were engaged within six months. And what was cool was our list actually matched up. Both of our lists matched up. The list. What are some? What are some of the things on your list? Oh gosh, there was everything on there from. Uh, spiritually awake and aware, mm-hmm. somebody who is willing to do their inner work because that was really important mm-hmm. to me because I knew if we wanted to go the distance, you got to be willing to to do the work when the, when the crap hits the fan. Um, somebody who was well traveled, but I also had things on there. Somebody who was into music because I love music and I love singing. He's a musician. Uh, somebody who pronounced and I joked with my girlfriend about this. I said, wouldn't it be fun to find a man who said instead of just chocolate, he said chocolate, and we would laugh about it, right? And honest to God, the first time he said it, he was like, would you? Would you girls like, because he has a Trinidadian accent, he says, would you girls like, you know, some chocolate? I looked at my friend and she was like, oh my God, she goes, you have to marry this guy, right? <laughs> and it was like down to like specific things like that that we could laugh about. But it was everything on there from emotional qualities, physical qualities, um, relationship dynamic qualities. And then there was that spark. There was no denying that energetic connection. But I, I've been married now for 26 years, mm-hmm. together for 28 years. Um and we've changed yeah, so much sure. in that period mm-hmm. of time. And so you have to be, as you said, willing to put the work yes. in. But I'm not sure. I mean, I knew that I was going to marry my husband within 30 minutes yep. of our first date, which yep. was set up by a friend. Actually, Bill Hutchison set us up. But it was because he thought we'd work well together. And he was apparently right. <laughs> um, or actually, I think his aside was, or you'll kill each other <laughs> within the first half hour. So... But it is a lot of work and it's ongoing work because your relationship 
changes. I yeah. mean, now our children are grown. That's We're right. empty nesters. Yep. Everything changes. That's Sex right. changes. That's right. All of it does. Desire changes. Yep. And so it's still the willingness to choose each other. That's the thing about relationship is that finding that partner or what we call the one, finding the partner that you choose, it's a choice. Whether your heart makes a choice, your head makes a choice, the logical part of you makes a choice. And then you have to keep choosing because every phase of your relationship is going to grow. It's going to be different. And you, if you choose each other and you keep choosing each other, then you'll you'll be in. Because I said to, today mm-hmm. you're celebrating how many years together? 26. 26. 26 years. Yeah. O-M-G. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm like, who would have thought? Who would have thunk? I mean, yeah. I, I think we said when we woke up, I said, who would have thought that we were the ones to survive? He said, absolutely no one. <laughs> Like no one. Um, But I think we did. And and I think what I was looking for in my list was somebody I thought would be a good father. Right. Because I was, you know, in my 30s or 30 Mm -hmm. and I wanted to get on with this. But he had to have qualities that I lacked Mm -hmm. that I thought he he was bringing to the table as far as parenting. Yep. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Thanks. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and, and everybody be different. Like everyone's list could be different. If you have somebody who's super analytical, they might have more of an analytical list. Somebody who's super emotional, emotional list. Somebody who's highly creative, a creative list. And then you, you've got the mixture of all of it. And it's all okay. It's it's you calling forward, you getting really, really clear on what it is that you want. And you stand in, in that. And you need to know yourself. You really need to know yourself, your likes, your dislikes, your wants, your not wants. And that's why I think sampling the ice cream, it's okay. It's a good thing to do. I can't sample anymore. Yeah, no, I'm not sampling anymore either. <laughs> so is this something that you can help people with that are looking yeah. to start relationships? Yeah, for sure. I would say the first thing is really helping people take the pressure off of finding the one mm-hmm. and then really distilling down and getting clear on who you are as a person and what you want and what you desire. And then I think helping people really drop down into the heart. Because when the heart is leading, let the mind make the decisions that are analytical in nature in life. Let your heart lead because it's it's the heart that's going to take you through all that stuff when the pain does come, when the hurdles come. It's the heart that's going to lead you through that. The head will too a little bit, but the heart's very, very important. Do you think sometimes people uh, put too much pressure? I mean, the idea of the one, they're, they're, they're prob- they might be going out with the one, mm-hmm. but they're thinking that there should be mm-hmm. angels singing or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's a lot of pressure. That's why I think that if you drop down into your space, you feel, you just know. You have this feeling, you have this knowing, if I'm in alignment with this person, if I'm not in alignment, do I enjoy this person? Do I not enjoy this person? You know right away, but a lot of times the head gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And then we start thinking, oh, well, I don't know if I like this. And I don't know if I like that. But if you just pay attention to the heart. Well, when I listen to people you. like Kate saying, I knew within 30 minutes, I've never known anything like that. <laughs> within 30 minutes so I think okay it's been 30 minutes I guess I, I won't even bother going out with him again <laughs> three dates they say before you before you're absolutely sure well how can people connect with you Tara yeah absolutely my website is taraantler.com or on Facebook thank you very thank much thank you so much What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good to grow high interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit Kearns & Co. Dot com.
This is 105.9 The Region. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. listening to is Desire by Toronto singer-songwriter Dia, who is in studio with us now. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us how you got started in the industry. My musical journey started when I was pretty young. I was about 11 years old when I started performing with my grandfather's folk band, Italian Music, and shortly after I just started performing and writing my own material and just trying to get out there as much as possible and becoming comfortable in front of crowds, you know. And your parents were supportive? Yes, my parents are very supportive. They're actually both musicians as well, so... So no generation <laughs> skipped here. None <laughs> skipped, no. Nope. Now you describe your music as world pop. Yes. Why is that? What does that mean? So through my general interests in languages and cultures and anthropology and people in general, as well as my studies, I kind of just found a way to melt all of my love for culture and especially music culture mm-hmm. within pop format with hopes of really making world music accessible to the general public. I, I guess. see. Yeah. So you just released your debut pop album, Desire, which is pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. And how was the process of making that? It was a very long process. It was a very exciting process and also very daunting. Um, A lot of rewriting and writing and rewriting again because we really wanted to focus on making sure that the essence of the cultures would come through even in a stripped down setting. So without the nuances of having instruments kind of hinting at these different influences, Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that something as simple as a guitar and voice would really still portray the feeling of the song. Okay, and you've got a music video for Desire as well. I do, yes. The the first single? Yes. The first single of it. And and, um, the video incorporates all those aspects for you of making it world pop? Um, the video was kind of a, an artistic collaboration with choreographers who do kind of world dance oh, um, and filmmakers who really wanted to take a stance and trying to, it's hard to explain actually, because there, there are some very different creative aspects to the whole, mm-hmm. whole video. Well, maybe it's easier <laughs> if, if people see it. So where can people find you online? People can find me online on Instagram at Dia 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 or Twitter underscore Dia 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 underscore. Or you can buy my music all over iTunes. You can stream it on Spotify. It's all available everywhere now. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us now. That is what she said for this weekend. We'll be back next Saturday and Sunday at noon on 105.9 The Region. You can find us on social media at What She Said Talk. But singing us out now, here is Dia, accompanied by her brother Rob on guitar, performing Desire. Dressed in a sheep's disguise I wear the wool made of sweet summer skies Leaving my shepherd I'll tear myself apart Lying in pastures I'll let you eat my heart na 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 na
Shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.